What's up? This your girl Khadija, aka Arcadia. This your girl FJ. It's your girl Tyson here. It's Jimmy, the one and only guy. It's your girl Tyler, and you tuned into my boys Max Say Less and Mike Navarro. Max Say Less and Mike Navarro. Mike Navarro and Max Say Less. On facts from the lab. Facts from the lab. Facts from the lab. Facts from the lab. No opinions, all facts. Come again. Alright, before we even start this, I gotta deliver a little message. Max, it's been brought to my attention from you that some people are unhappy with the name of this series. Hey yo. So let me let me address this because they only go to you about this shit. They don't come to me. So I'm gonna just address this as simple. Like me, man. Yeah, I, okay, whatever. But I'm gonna make this as simple as I can. We needed something catchy. Right. We understand the Midwest and the South and whatever, they're not, quote, coasts. Right. We get it. But this series needed a catchy name. And Goats of the Coast is catchy. We tried thinking of everything else. Right, right. And nothing else fucking worked. Right, right. But if you think you have a suggestion or something better, kindly DM us and let us know. Because maybe we're not thinking of everything. But until then, that's the name of this series. Deal with it. Y'all made this man rant. Yeah, I, I mean, that I I just I just feel like that that shouldn't have to have been explained. I mean, we know what a coast is, but nonetheless, yeah. What's going on, y'all? Facts from the lab. We back. Your boy Mike Navarro. Your boy Maxi last. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just really tripping because y'all made this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you, you shouldn't have never told me that shit. Yo, never before we did an episode, I never ever heard this man rant. Yo, like that shit is ridiculous. That yeah, because y'all, y'all fans. I mean, I love my fans, but sometimes y'all. Yeah, well, it depends on who, but nonetheless. All right, y'all. So this is the first of a four episode series called Goats of the Coast. It's um. Yes, we are long overdue for a music episode or episodes in this case. Dang, we ain't do one in a while either. It's been a long time. Matter of fact, I checked. It was this time last year. Remember when we did our Dang. top 10? Yeah, this time. So a whole year. Yeah. But, yeah, we know how music, you know, triggers some of y'all and how sensitive y'all are. So it's about that time we did a little triggering. Sensitive. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't even going to get into that. That's I ain't going to get Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I ain't going to get into it. But... Each episode, of course, we're going to break down a different part of the country and their MCs. And tonight, it's all about the West Coast. So I hope all my Cali people is tuned in. Go ahead and throw on y'all Diddy sets. You feel me? Throw up your dubs. You know, go ahead and call somebody a Mark-ass buster. Mark -ass. <laughs> you, about get, you about to get real West Coast out this bitch. You heard me. Pull 40 ounce out. One of the dead homies. All that. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, shit. Um, what you got to do, home dog? Yeah. Shout out to my nigga Leah. You know I stole that from her. Yeah, she's the only person I heard say that. <laughs> but, I mean, it might be a Cali thing. I don't know. But anyway, so before we get into this, let me just explain to y'all what's gonna happen on each of these episodes. So of course, me and Max we sat down and did top ten MCs list for all four regions, hey, which man. took a long ass time. Time out. I'm on live. What's, okay, you on live. What's up? Our one girl Leah said West Coast ain't got no top ten rappers. How did? And she from the West Coast. That's just Leah being difficult once that's, again. That's, that's disrespectful. That, that's that's just Leah. Um, you know what, Leah? I'm gonna fight Leah. <laughs> we not even. We, <laughs> we, I, we got to get that calling thing up and running because I I want I would love yes. to have said something to her, but I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let her have that. 
So anyway, like I was saying, me and Max sat down. We did the top ten list for each region. Shit took forever. It was just giving us constant headaches, taking people off the list, putting some back on, scrum, um, just up and down movement on the list. It was just so much. It took us days to put these lists together. It was hella. Yo, it was, it was, this might be one of the most stressful things we did for the podcast. <laughs> just to give y'all shit some. It's crazy, yo. Like, I lost sleep. Yeah. I lost it, hair over this shit. Nah, I ain't losing no hair, but I lost sleep. Shit was clear. Yeah, I mean, but I think we got it right after all of that, and we're going to give you all this top 10 as we're going to do for each episode. And we'll just briefly explain why these artists made these lists. And at the end, I'll drop some of my favorite songs from some of these artists as well. Oh, man, I can hear the tears in the comments now from who's about to be number 10. And, and I'm glad you said that because that brings me right to this. Our slogan is don't take it personal. Right. This is just an opinion. Like I said at the beginning of this, we know how sensitive y'all are about this music shit. I think I think before we jump in, we should like explain how do we compilate these lists. Like, what was the qualifications for this list to be? You know, good. Yeah, that way we ain't got to explain in the other episodes. Yeah, so we won't have yeah, to keep going over and over. <laughs> right, every right. Time we say a rap when you right. Um. So well, I'll tell you what was not a factor, and that's sales popularity and awards because that seems to be a thing y'all like to include when y'all mention these rappers that's why y'all always mentioning drake and i even hate to mention his name because thankfully he can't make any of these lists (laughs) (laughs) but um no none of those are included so it's pretty much everything else we uh, of course rap talent lyricism what else longevity longevity Um, of course their career yeah Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Yeah, just their legacy, their influence on today's generation of artists, if it's old school artists, you know. Yeah, and when we, when we made this list, we looked at, we looked like 10 years down the line and see what rappers would still be discussed when we made this list. So, yeah. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. All right, so number 10 is. So, wait a minute, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read straight through the list and then. Um, we'll go. What? Do do name my name? You want to do it that way? We can do it that way. I think it'll be better if we do a name my name. All right, we can do it that way. So that way they all can get their, you know, their own personal time. All right. To why, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, we can fuck with that. We can fuck with that. All right. So at number 10 is y'all boy, Nipsey Hussle. The late Nipsey. The late Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Yeah, and I remember, you know, before we talk about his music, I, I remember, you know, that was one of our first episodes we did was the tribute episode to him after he was murdered. Yeah. So. And, um, listen, we, it's crazy because you really, I don't think a lot of people understood his importance until he passed. And that's sad, really. And it, it all goes to what Biggie said in his song, you know, by told somebody kills you. Yeah. And, and that, that. I, I hate that how true that is. He was important in the hood. I mean, yeah, he, he was, was still important. important. I'm talking about on a wider scale outside oh, yeah. of the West Coast. Yeah, like, he didn't hit that yeah. importance until he passed. Yeah, and when, when people realized what he was doing for the neighborhoods and what he was, you know, trying to accomplish and bring awareness to, right. that, that was. But um, I kind of like dug through his catalog and I heard a few things that was alright. You feel me? Like Nipsey, not one of those super impeccable lyricists. But he got some joints that you can actually ride to, mm-hmm. or he got joints that fit certain occasions, and yeah. that can only be this, you know, that can only be served in Nipsey fashion. Yeah, I remember when we did that episode, and I was telling, talking about, 
the first time I, I heard him was uh, Hustle in the House. That was back in like 09, 08, whatever it was. And how that song put me on, and I started listening to all his mixtapes, because that's all he was dropping up until this point, was nothing but straight mixtapes. And I, I liked all the mixtapes, because it was it felt refreshing to hear a new voice from the West Coast, it, other than the game. Right. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Lipsy plays a part in this new resurgence of the West. Kind of. A little bit. So it, that felt refreshing, definitely, to hear some, some new West Coast talent. And... You know, he kept it, you know, West Coast, you know, Creature Crip. What? Was he the nigga that was charging like $100 for a mixtape at one time? It was what? like a package. Like, it was a mixtape with some other I don't shit. remember that. Yeah, because Jay-Z bought it. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was some shit. That's crazy. I remember, Damn, I don't remember it. It was, yeah, I just threw that out there. Wow, wow, then that's crazy. Um, Yeah, and like like I said, I've been following all the mixtapes, the marathon mixtapes, and what was the other ones? Um... Bullets got no names. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah and all, all the way up to he dropped his actual album last year, Victory Lap. Um, so or was it year before? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I thought Victory Lap. Like it was a couple songs on there that stood out to me, like Earl Big and um, Last Time That I Checked. You know, shit like that. Oh, and one of my other favorite songs by him is Killers, featuring Drake. What songs do I have on here? Was, yeah, I still yeah, I, to that. Yeah, I do have Hustle in the House on here last time that I checked. And there's a song off one of his mixtapes called Everything. And there's another song I didn't put on here, Grinding All My Life, which is also on Victory Lap. That's another one of my favorites. But Like I said, I think Victory Lap is my favorite project from Hipsy. Like, everything else is about it. And, but Victory Lap. Yeah, because every, yeah, everything else was just pretty much just mixtape shit, street shit. Like, right. finally here, a full-length album. It got a lot of lot of praise. Like, I think it got award nominations and all that. So I'm definitely, I'm surprised nobody in the comments is talking about why. I, I mean, why? I don't know why D got on the list. Like, hey, I went for the past niggas to say something. Yeah, like I mean, hey, look, Cali niggas, look. If y'all are watching, we uh, we appreciate it. Tune it. I mean, keep giving us feedback. We know it's something that we're going to say that y'all ain't going to like. So, all right. So uh, moving on to number nine. All right. So number nine is another artist from this new school of West Coast hip hop. And we have his album sitting right here on the table and it's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And like, all right, where this starts with Kendrick with me, obviously I got into him the same time most people did through Section 80, Mm -hmm. that mixtape, which was, which is crazy because- That's about the same for me. Yeah, that was like 2011-ish, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because when I heard all the buzz about him, before I even listened to that, I'm thinking that he he got to be dropping some bangers. And then I listened to this album and like, wait a minute, this is not what I was expecting. This right. shit is this popular? What, what's going on? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, we this this type of rap mix is fucking with now. We we back to fucking with some real shit now. I think what caught my attention from him was how literally potent he was, and mm-hmm. I was yep. surprised. Like, damn, is somebody that nice from the West Coast? Yeah, like, 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 like it's a, it's a change of pace. That's why it su- surprised me. Like this dude is like his creativity and on the songs on that album specifically, the creativity on there, the, the beats, the lyrics, the stories he was telling. It, it's like. It's so far left from what you normally hear from West Coast rappers, and that's why I was so shocked that he was getting such a buzz. And then Good Kid, Mad City dropped, which is the album that's sitting on the table right now, the vinyl record. Yeah, I fucked with it. Yeah, when that dropped, I said, oh, shit. 
right, this is this is like a '90s movie told through music. That's what it felt like. Yeah, man. From like the skits, the songs, the concepts, all of that. It was just really. It's one of those albums that you could put on and let play for. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I like albums with that kind of creativity, like those storytelling albums that. You know, each song is a, a is telling a story in sequential order, mm-hmm. and then this album, you know, is linked by those skits that you were talking about, and that's that's just that's some dope shit. And like, it feels like you watching a movie. Like on the album, I'm looking at it right now. It says a short film. That's exactly what it is, a short film by Kendrick. And I like yeah, how versatile he is lyrically. Yeah. yeah, he definitely can jump on any kind of beat and just 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 rip it. That's 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 a um, that's a talent not a lot of MCs possess, especially from his region. So, are we going to mention the elephant in the room, like his verse on control? Like, <laughs> you, you know what? You mentioned that verse before. Let me, let me, I'm gonna let you take that. You, I'm, what, what do you, what do you think about that verse? Honestly, when it first came out, I really think that we, we jumped on the wave of how great it was because he was name calling, and we're not used to rappers from the West calling our names. And he made he made hip hop competitive again with that one verse. So I feel like that's why that verse has so much shock value. Yeah, it's more so what he said what I was saying than what he said. Yeah, and you know what? In all honesty, I feel like he didn't even need to do that verse to get niggas to well get it competitive because I felt like just his presence. I feel like he needed to though. I yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it was good that he did it, but just who he is, you know, the people hear me like, damn, this this nigga we got to compete with, we want to step our shit up, and then. Him dropping that verse, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he ain't fucking around. But I'm glad he did it, though, because when he did it, like, all these dope remixes of Control came out. Mm-hmm. And King Moose had Poos, Jarrell Ortiz. Yeah, everybody Joe wanted to. Button, yeah, every, right, everybody, just everybody was like, oh, no, he gonna, he gonna call me out. And I think he was one of the few people that actually responded directly when he did uh, he did that song about Cassidy. He dissed Cassidy and then called it Kendrick Remix. You feel me? So yeah. I really feel like that was great for hip-hop. It really was, yeah. That was that verse. I think that made him. That made people look at him a little different and, and say, "Man, he he will lead the charge for a while." And then, then it, then when he dropped to Pepper Butterfly, and this was the more socially conscious album about you know, mm-hmm. you know, black power this and uh, all that being believing yourself and you know all of that stuff. Now that album, that that's more of an album. That's more of a mood album. Like it's either you love it or you hate it. Yeah, I I liked it. Once you, it's one of the albums you got to keep listening to because you ain't going to listen to it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ain't just going to listen to it once and think, yeah, I love it. No, that that's an album you really got to pay attention to. Everything that's being said on the album, all the beats, all of the 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 the, the, the hitting in your windows, whatever it is on on that album. And what's crazy about that album? And I peeped this. I, when I was at the vinyl record shop shopping for some records, I came across it. I didn't buy it. But I was looking at the album cover. You remember what the album cover looks like, right? Yeah. It's a sea of black people out front of the White House. Where was we just at? The White House. And what was out front of the White House? A bunch of black people. <laughs> exactly. Is that crazy? That that's a little crazy to me. Yeah, he said, I mean that that was wild. It didn't hit me till I was sitting there staring at it like, yo, that's that's crazy. Kendrick see I don't know, I just feel like Kendrick and Aaliyah was on yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like he's uh, ahead of everybody with that shit. He's a step ahead when it comes to shit like that. And once he got the baton, he just kept running and he kept doing big shit. You feel me? And I like the fact that we only hear about him 
Then he dropping music. Like, we don't right. know the media and all that. Yeah, doing like, nothing, he, nothing negative. Yeah, he makes his music, drops his shit, and keep it pushing. Right, right. Then that's And that's how, you know, legends stay legends and have great legacies. And I think he's going to end up having that. You know, if he, if he keeps down this, this path, he's not dumbing nothing down. He's still doing what he's been doing, which is good. Right, right. So... He keeps on this path, then yeah, sky's the limit. He, he's going to become a legend. All right, my favorite songs from Kendrick are uh, Loyalty, Love, and Poetic Justice. Yeah, I got um, Money Trees, Mad City, and The Spiteful Chant. I love that song from Section 80. All right, so we're going to move on and get to number eight. I mentioned this. I'm about to add, I'm about to add stacks. Oh, you want to add him? Okay, yeah. Shout out to Stax. He about to add him more. All right. Number eight is The Game. I mentioned him earlier. You got <laughs> yeah. Max has a bit of a love-hate type of thing with The Game. I'm going to let you. There's no love, yo. All right. Well, he's got a couple issues with The Game, so I'm going to just let you go first and explain your issues with The Game. My issues with The Game is he's too sassy for me, yo. Like, I don't like niggas. Like, he bipolar, and then he does so much to get attention, yo. Like, he'll insert himself in some shit that has nothing to do with him for attention. And I feel like he's too literally capable to do shit like that, because I feel like his music would sell itself if he would just do what the fuck he gotta do. You feel me? And I don't like the fact that throughout his whole entire catalog, there's not one song where he doesn't name drop. Ever. Well, And I dug through his entire... Catalog and there's not one song where this nigga doesn't name. Well, the name dropping. Even in intros, my nigga. Well, the name dropping. He addressed the name dropping himself. Like, well, one of them songs. He he I can't remember what song it was, but he said something, 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 something. You niggas can count my name drops. Something, something, something crazy. But he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And even Tyler the Creator said something on it on his song, um, the Monsters and Goblins song. But um. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening, family? What's going on, bro? Oh, we got so right now we got my man Stax on the line. He on the he on the live, right? Yeah. What's going on, Stax? What's happening? What's happening? Niggas talking about hip hop. You know I got to add my two cents. Yeah, we live. We live, nigga. We live. But um. What was I saying? How right, everybody doing? What's popping? <laughs> go follow, go get the merch, go get all that shit, first and foremost. Yeah, right, right. All right, so let me get back to what I was saying about the game. So, um, I, well, I, I do agree with everything you say, and you know what? I just think Game is the type of nigga that just needs his social media confiscated. No, thanks. Because he, he doesn't nah, nah, need nah, to be nah, on nah, that nah, shit. Nah, nah. He nah. Know, what, what's up, Stax? Nah. You gotta think about it. We're talking about the game, right? Yeah. He's number eight on our top ten. All right, so. All right, number eight. I mean, all right, he can be there. Like, I don't really add him as like We're losing you. Top eight. Breaking up. Because of the simple fact, you gotta. You get me? Yeah, we get Hold up. You get, you get me? Right, like. Nah, like. Like, fuck the name drop and shit. Like, niggas. Nah, niggas. Niggas. Niggas going name drop regardless. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's rappers that don't. Well, well, <laughs> niggas name drop, but then game just. You know, game drops a whole address book of names, my nigga. <laughs> he drops all the names, my nigga. <laughs> it's a difference between hey, it's, it's, it's a difference between saying a nigga name every once in a while, and every single song is a name drop, my nigga. All of nah, them. Nah, nah, nah. It's all of them, bro. I, you gotta, 
You got to think about where he came from. Nah, I'm not. Nope, I'm not excusing it. Nah. <laughs> no excuses, bro. You got to think about where he came from. You got to think about where he came from. Like, Matter of fact, if anybody listening to this, and they can find me a game song where he doesn't name drop. You're not gonna I'll find cash it. it. You're not gonna find that. I will cash it. <laughs> You're not gonna find that shit. If you can find me a game song where he doesn't name drop. All right, yeah, but listen, the reason why he's on this list, all right, like, and we had this talk while we was narrowing the list down. There was a period in hip hop where the West Coast was like just not really popping on a, okay. Was just not popping on like a um, mainstream level. Only Snoop was really holding it down. It may have been that period from the late '90s to like the mid 2000s. But then once Game, once Fifty and Dre and M, well Fifty and Dre really introduced us to Game, and he dropped Documentary in '05. Right. This was the resurgence of the West Coast because now he just dropped an album that had bangers on it, that had hit records on it, and now people want to listen to West Coast rap again thanks to him. So somebody commented and said there's a song and he said the song don't rally with Mary. Alright, I'm gonna listen later. You know what? Matter of fact, play that real quick. Play it real quick. Okay, well I'm I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um I'm gonna look it up. I gotta hear this shit. But um while I'm doing this, yeah. So that's one thing I definitely give Game credit for, cause he got people wanting to listen to West Coast rap again and he, he made it relevant again when it was when it seemed like nobody was giving a fuck about it. Yeah, like, no. he came and did, he was basically 50 of the West Coast. Like, he was on his bully shit. He was letting niggas know that he wasn't afraid of controversy. He was with all the smoke. And, um... Funny you say that, because I feel like maybe 50 saw that in him, and that's why he had to let him go. Yeah. Like, he yeah. saw he could become bigger than G-Unit. Yeah, but, I mean, I he, he can rap. You feel me? Like, yeah. all name dropping aside, you feel me? He can rap. And that's if he couldn't rap, he wouldn't be on his list. You know, it's a few joints that I like with the game, personally. Okay, um, I'm gonna just bring it up on my phone because my laptop is a little flooded. But um, yeah, he can rap. Like I said, his first, I'm gonna say the first three albums: documentary, Doctor's Advocate, and LAX. Yeah, I, I love all three. Those are like three straight hits. I can agree. Yeah, three straight. Now, when it gets to Red Album and uh. uh Jesus Peace, you can debate that because that Jesus Peace album had that Jesus Peace was alright though. Even it, it was alright, but it man, got, it felt like a Khaled album. It was that, so many features. It was like features, yo. Like damn, bro. It was, that shit sounded like a compilation album. Yeah, like, bro. Uh, give give me one minute. I'm trying to. This is a whole lot. I'm not gonna play this whole song. Nah, I'll, we'll just. I'll but just I'm gonna just. Later. I'm gonna listen later. You gonna listen later? All right, all right. Yeah, because I'm. Let's go ahead and name my. Uh, Three favorite songs from the game. All right. Why what you got? All right. Um, one of them is Game's Pain. Um, I, I do like that song, Keisha Cole. Another one is Dreams, and another one is that song where he was like drunk in the song and he was talking to Buster. Matter of fact, Buster was in it. Like, I think that's end. called Doctor's Advocate. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're my three songs yeah. that I like about the game. All right, so. The ones I got on here, I got Let's Ride, Put You in the Game, and one that I did not put on here, I should have, I don't know why I didn't, um, is a song Documentary 2, which is a newer song that's produced by DJ Premier. And that's, I love that song, I just love the beat of it, because you know, Premier one of my favorite producers. So yeah, that's three I got for game. So yeah, game is a great artist, he just gotta just chill with the clown shit on social media, and like that's, 
Yeah, that's just not a good look. Make a song that I would name that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I want, gang. One song, bro. Just one. All right. We're going to move on now to number seven. And it is the late Easy E. Cruising down the street in my six foot. That's that's one of the most probably one of the most iconic lines in rap <laughs> history right there. Thanks, now, bro. here's the thing: a lot of people will probably question why we got Easy so low on this list. Now, I'm sure y'all all saw Straight Outta Compton, the movie. Got now, granted, that movie wasn't as accurate as it should have been, but there were parts that were accurate, like the beginning of how the group was formed. As you saw, Easy never wanted to be a rapper. That was never his thing. He was kind of, I don't want to say forced, but maybe pressured into doing that, making that Boys in the Hood track, and then it just took off because people liked his voice. And then that's when it became a thing. So Easy was always a street nigga, you know, gangster first before all that rap shit. So that's why I think even if, I think even Easy himself would be fine with his spot on this list. Yeah. He like, he wouldn't because yeah, rap was never his first thing. Hell no. He was a hustler. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get that man. One that really surprised me came to the number nine. Just wanted to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, that really that surprised you came to the nine? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think the person that's calling it was born in like 1994, so <laughs> I kind of expected this, you know, so I was like, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, this is going to be really funny to hear, you feel me, later on when I play this episode in the car. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so shout out to Future Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. But um, yeah, and you know, Easy. I guess Easy probably was the voice of the group of the NWA because it yeah. stood out. And you know, you know, he was much more, but like you said, much more of a street nigga, much more aggressive and wild and out of control. Like he, he, he really lived that life. Like. That like when you see these niggas with guns, I I think a lot of that is Easy E's influence. And he was one of the few niggas to actually admit he had a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> hey, I, I wish certain people <clears throat> could do that. Hey, but, <laughs> but we, we ain't gonna mention no names. <clears throat> I'm sorry, yo. But um, yeah, and that's why I've, I've always had respect for Easy in, in that because he always kept it real even through the music through the streets when they was going to war with the police like he was the one that was in the forefront like no f- fuck y'all like we gonna do what we want we NWA like he was the one speaking for all of them you know that that's why when the group broke up I wondered man how, how they all gonna match without this dude man like he, he, he was like the centerpiece man he was, you see you feel me like NWA just went to pieces without Easy E. Like, right, right. They just went and started doing their own thing. I mean, Easy still went and did his thing. He dropped his own album and whatever. But you know, but of course, like like we said, Easy lived a reckless lifestyle, and that unfortunately led to his death. And who knows what what could have been? You know, what else he could have done? You, you know, that's that's just another another artist that we lost too soon that we. Don't know what could have happened in the future had he had lived longer. I ain't gonna lie, I think I only got like one song from that video. <laughs> I got a few. And it's cruising down the street. Boys in the hood. Yeah. It's called Boys in the Hood. No, I, I got that. Know, but I always call that cruising down the street, yo. It sounds better than Boys in the Hood, yo. Yeah. Oh, and straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Well, okay, what's NWA? But we'll count it. We'll count it. Yeah. We'll count it. Yeah. I got that song, Boys in the Hood. I got Nobody Move and We Want Easy. Yes, we had Easy E's at seven. 
where the Robin Williams one number six. We is very tuned into this, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, and she wanna see me. I was wondering if somebody from Cali would get on there, but I wish Manny Yo could have hit us. Oh yeah, shout out to Manny. Shout out to Manny. I know My he, man's overseas. Overseas, so, yeah. Overseas doing his thing for the Navy. Yeah. Proud of you, little bro. Alright, so we're gonna move it on now to number six. And I'm and before I say this is I want I just wanna see if I could say it the same way he says it. Here we go. Bitch! <laughs> Too short is number six. <laughs> Too short is number six. Now, oh, now listen. Before Tupac blew up the way he did. The Bay short. Area had one voice. It's too short. And it was too short. Yeah, he had a lot. And it's funny because I was watching the um the Hip Hop Evolution documentary on Netflix and when they were talking about the Bay Area and interviewing Too Short, I was surprised to hear how, you know, he had he was selling his own music first of all. First of all, I don't think he was originally from the Bay Area. He moved there and yeah. he kinda adapted the lifestyle and he was influenced by the um I guess the environment in Oakland, there was a lot of pimps and a lot of, you know, holes and everything. It was it was a, a wild time to be in Oakland. So that's probably what that kind no it is what influenced his music, and that's kind of like how he got into the rap game, how he started, um, how he he was um what was it that he did? I said he was selling his tapes yeah. out of trunk, and he kind of changed. He, the beats he was rapping on. This is what they was talking about because he was rapping on these type of beats with that had that very deep 808 bass, like you, like that shit that you hear That's now. My kind of beat actually. Like that shit that really that these speakers that niggas got in their trunks, the big those type of beats. That's what those speakers are made for. That shit have sound like. Yeah, up up until Tupac came and did what he did, but yeah, you know, too short. You know, he had that that voice, that swagger, that that pimp talk. Like he was literally the, like the first pimp, like rapping and just talking about. That was true misogyny. Like I know we are all about defending the women right now, and you know. But back then, this nigga didn't give a fuck. He probably still don't give a fuck. And like, dude, true. It, it was bitch every other word. Yeah. Bitch this, hold that. It's funny you say that because I think about this meme I saw and it had a picture of, um, of uh, hey, what's the singer name? Um, that singer put the woman, Jaheen. Jaheen, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it had a picture of two short and it had them side by side. And the caption was, this is what happened when you put the women first versus when you call them on a bitch. <laughs> 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 yo. Yeah. Wow. That shit was funny. Hey, yo. Oh, man. Too short, too short, man. He, yeah, that, that pimp that pimp talk shit. I think he might have been probably, well, unless you want to count Uncle Luke and Two Live Crew, he might have been the first, like, real misogynistic rapper that, like, just, just straight up. Was, I don't know, yo. I think it was, I think it goes back a little further. Well, I mean, it depends on your definition of misogyny because he, Too Short did come into the game the same time as Uncle Luke, so they were both. Well, with Luke, it was different. He was like, he just had naked bitches in his videos yeah. and they were just talking he was sex, about, about pussy. right? But but Too Short was like, fuck. Well, Too Short was like, fuck a bitch, make a bitch suck my toes, this, that, and third. Like he he was, it was just wild too shit. Wrong, yeah, man, he man. he didn't care, man, and, and I I think he's still that the same way to this day, even at his age, like. Like I, but that did influence a lot of people to talk the same way. He was a huge, 
huge influence with not only what he was talking about, but like I said, the sound of his music and that production. Like, like one of the songs, hold on, one of the songs I got on here is uh, Freaky Tales, where he was talking about all the girls he fucked oh, and naming yeah. all them different chicks. And the beat on that, the bass in that, that that's that that there was no sound like that. That's that's the way Lil Wayne got alphabet bitches from. Oh yeah, that's all got major influence on a lot of songs like that. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, oh the other songs I got on here, blow the whistle of course, and uh, life is too short. Yeah, they two of my favorite songs too. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, he he definitely went probably the golf out of the Bay Area. Definitely shout out to the legendary Too Short. Right. Now we are here in the Man, top top five. At number five, we got the doctor, Dr. Dre. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to let you take this one. What are your thoughts on Dr. Dre? Um, As you sit here munching all the starbursts. <laughs> the movie Straight Outta Compton really showed us some light, though. It kind of like put Dre in an interesting position because, like, he always wanted to be a man of his own for real, for real. Mm-hmm. He always, you know, just ended up on the team for a while, and then eventually he got his own shit, and he started putting other niggas on. Like a lot of Kendrick is on this list because of Dr. Dre. So, I'm, I'm glad you actually said that because that's the point I was about to make. Rapping aside and music aside, we got to look at the fact that Dr. Dre is responsible for so many of our favorite artists becoming big. And I really wish you could see these comments right now. Leah's going off. What is she saying? What is Leah saying? She said, this list, man, shaking my head. Oh, hell no. But you got to remember we're doing it all the time, not just, you know. Yeah, not not 2010. And, oh, but you got to realize she was born in like 1994. So I, I get it. I get it. He actually had some good albums. He did. Yeah, I mean, he's got like three. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked with the Chronic though. I, Chronic 2001 is actually my favorite because yeah. I grew up on that when that came out in '99. So I heard that long before I even heard the Chronic. But Thanks. um, I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. But yeah, this man is responsible for the NWA, for Snoop Dogg, for who else? Dog, you might as well throw the dog pound in there. Favorite rapper. Eminem's not my favorite rapper. <laughs> Eminem, 50, The Game, Kendrick Lamar. The list goes on and on. Like, the, none of these rappers have a career without without Dr. Dre. Like, this is true. I feel like, who can you compare him to? There's, there's, like, his level of, like, entrepreneur, you could, but then again, Diddy's, you know, he's had some issues keeping artists. So I don't, I don't. Yo, facts. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other topic. I don't even want to get into yeah, that. I don't even want to get into that. I was about to say something, but you know. Yeah, but um, like Dre's level of entrepreneurship is just different, and and the way he discovered, he's got a great ear for talent, obviously, and a great ear for sound, and in the, the beats he makes, it's it's like. Like you can always recognize his production. You can tell when he produced the track. Yup. Yeah. It's them. It's them. It's them same drums, and it's like his his. It's so different. You know, Dre. If you start none. Instantly, it's more than likely a Dre beat. If it's those same hard West Coast drums, it's, it's more than likely a Dr. Dre beat. And like I said, Dre wasn't the best rapper because Dre was a producer first. Right. That, that's, that, that was his thing. But right. he wanted to flex his muscle as a rapper and ended up dropping two classic albums. And which also, which um, 
you know. So to all those people that's saying he's a producer before he was a rapper because he had albums that sold. Right. Sold a lot. Yeah. Like, and then I, I'll never forget. You remember remember the Up and Smoke tour? Oh, yeah. Oh, I man, that's one of the... Good times. One of the greatest, maybe the greatest rap tour. If, hey, I can't even think of... They would... Hmm. That'd be, that's another conversation. <laughs> I think that's another conversation right there. About yeah, but we still got four more rappers to get through. That's right. I mean, and look, favorite Dre song is hard to narrow it down, so I kept it simple. I got nothing but a G thing, Let Me Ride, and... I fuck with Let Me Ride. Yeah, and still DRE. Yeah, good songs. All right. Not disregarding your comments, this is live. We're recording as well, so relax. That Leo again? Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is, yo. They have a problem with this list. Leo, I promise. Once <laughs> we get our call-in system up and running, we're going to get you on the call in to talk to us. Because we like the feedback. We can call. Wait, Leo can't call into this. Don't do that to Leo. You call Leo? <laughs> not, well, not on this episode. Walk out the stew. Yeah, episode. She just gonna say home dog and bitch a lot. We gonna move on. Number four is one of the artists that Dr. Dre is responsible for, and that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You're probably gonna ask yourself now, how can you put Snoop above Dre if Dre is the reason Snoop is here? Okay, it should be kind of obvious that Snoop has had a much more successful music career oh, yeah. than Dr. Dre. I don't, um, I, I shouldn't even hits. answer that. That should be obvious why he's higher. Uncle Snoop got hit. I understand Snoop dropped Doggy Style at age 17. Yo, Leah about to have an ulcer because of this list, y'all. <laughs> Snoop, <laughs> listen, Leah. Yo. Please, please, just breathe. She need a hug. Take your take your mask off if you got <laughs> if you got your virus mask on and, and just breathe a little bit. She gonna sweat her makeup off because it is. Lip- <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, listen, yeah, the man was seventeen when he dropped that album. That and, and yes, he was a teenager. That's when Dre discovered him. And you gotta think about this. And I say the same thing. That man was seventeen, rapping about juice. Yeah, and I say the same thing about other artists that came out at that age, like. Like like Nas, Nas was seventeen when Illmatic dropped. Mm-hmm. Like, think about what think about what seventeen year old niggas today are rapping about and what their shit sound like. Like it, it ain't that's crazy to think about. And like when he came out at that time, the way he rapped, like his voice sounded so laid back, so it sounded what's the word? Yeah, that pimp flow. It it was kind of a pimp flow, but. I guess sinister is that the word I'm looking for? Like he sinister. sounded, I say not like evil, but it's like it, it had like a like a not menacing. I can't find a word to look for, but it was so uniquely different. Because when people heard him rap, that's why. If you what movie was this? I think it was in, I think it was the Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me, when Pac when they showed Pac first meeting Snoop and how he was just so hyped off of hearing Snoop rap when he was recording two of America's Most Wanted. Like, I, I just think people, I just think that's the energy that Snoop brought at, at that time. And, and you just knew that, that he was going to be a star. And then at some point in time, he just trans, transcended from Snoop to Uncle Snoop. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, he, this nigga did shit with Martha Stewart. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he Snoop has like, done shit. gangster enough to do shit with Martha Stewart and still be considered a gangster? Like, like he's, so right, he's shit. gotten to the point in his career where he, he's so big that he has... 
done stuff with so many different artists of different genres. Like he's done songs with Justin Timberlake. He's done songs with uh, Willie Nelson. He had Willie yeah. Nelson on the album. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. He he, had, he did rock bands. He did. He's like. That's how big a celebrity is has I like, become. I like that down here, old here. He kind of like sticks up for younger artists. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. our old heads be trashing newer music and won't give newer artists a chance. But right, right. Uncle Snoop, he be he be looking out for niggas. Yeah, yeah he's playing that uncle role. That's what he. That's what he gotta do. You know, and that's why I just think Snoop is just one of the most respected names in rap history because of that. Like. It, it's just there's no reason you you can't not like yeah you can't respect, like, like you can not be a fan but you you can't respect you can't not respect him right right definitely he does he deserves the exact spot that he's at right now what songs I got right here uh, these are probably favorites of a lot of y'all Jen and Juice what's my name lay low I like drop it like it's hot and beautiful and sexual eruption. I just like watching girls dance and drop it like it's hot. That's just me. I like sexual eruption because he was, I don't know, he was trying something that's, different. That was one of my, that's one of my favorite karaoke songs. He was trying do. something different with that and it actually worked. Yeah, because that's, that's what Snoop, you know, Snoop is real influenced by like G-Funk sounds and like 70s music yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so he, that, little, that little flair to it. Yeah. So, so I, I fucks with Snoop. The, the only Snoop could have got away with that song. I don't oh. mind Snoop being in number four. Right. All right, so I guess that takes us to number three, and we can honestly say there's no West Coast rap. We're not even having this episode if it wasn't for this man, and that is Ice T. There's no gangster rap without Ice T. Yeah, there's none of that with Ice T. I already know what people about to say though. They about to say, but now this man played cop rules. That's see, that's because they that is it's because they're young. They don't under they only know Ice T, the nigga on Law and Order, or or the nigga from New Jack City, or whatever. All the other shit that he's done. I swear, every other line was fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, 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 like he, yeah, like, like he, he was, was some real gangster shit. Yeah, easy. I mean, not easy. Icy was yeah that first real gangster rapper telling and not only was he a true gangster rapper but he was telling gangster rap stories like six in the morning listen to that song i know it's before all the all time before our time but listen to that before this one certain young lady that i think she won't be on facts i know she does that's why i suggested that we we get on once i just want to know who her top 10 of west coast of all time yo is it tyler the creator is he on your top I want to know. I'm curious. I, I, know. I would hope I Tyler's know not on there. All time, yo, because she really have a problem with this list. So I want to know what's you know what's her top. Yeah, I, we will we'll find. Say some shit like Aero Sweatshirt. Man, get man, get off Leah, man. She, she gonna say some shit like Vince Staples. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, man. Yo. Shit, my chest hurt. Man, leave Leo alone, man. It was a comedic episode. Yo. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo, but I just want to, I really want to know who's her top to the all time, yo. Well, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, back to Ice-T, man. Yeah, I- Ice-T started all that shit. He had, when at the same time NWA dropped Fuck the Police, he also had Cop Killer. And, and he also... You know, and, and you know it was so funny. I know we made this joke. He went from all that fuck the police shit to playing a cop in multiple different. Sh- different. He, he was a New cop Jack in New, New Jack City, <laughs> and then he, now he's on Law and Order. Like, bro, that's, <laughs> that's that's just that's just so. Oh man, that's that's just funny as shit to me. But 
Yeah, and Ice T like too short. Ice T had the whole pimp persona too. He rapped a lot about that, you know, bitch this, bitch that. It wasn't as as you know in your yeah. face is too short but they in the comments arguing about who's better between Ice-T and Earl Sweatshirt like this shit is hilarious like I know I'm recording right now but this shit is hilarious <laughs> I really wish you guys could oh man we love our fans according to Leah we know nothing about West Coast hip hop because Earl Sweatshirt is not on the list <laughs> We're not. We're not. We're, you know. We're not even going to have that discussion right now. Yo. We will. We will have. We will go. We will stay on live after we go off air and talk about that some more. Oh yeah, we definitely. Yeah, can. So I'm not going to address. Get this we're not going to address that right now. But um, yeah, I, I, Ice T's influence is is you know it, it really, like we just explained it. The man started all this shit. He started gangster rap. Yes, and say what you want about what he's doing right now, but. He is the originator of this gangster shit, the OG original gangster, which is one of my songs I got on here, along with um colors. That's probably my favorite. Colors, 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 colors. That's definitely shit. I wasn't really into West Coast music like that. Like I did a lot of homework specifically for this episode. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, all right. So we gonna keep the ball. But I wonder, is is Ice T still with Coco? Yes, I don't know. I don't hear anything about them breaking up. Mm. I have to look that up later. All right, number two, one ice to another ice. Damn. Ice Cube. We got his pop figure right here, sitting right here next to us. Oh, ice Cube. Homie. I mean, well, I don't even know where to begin with Ice Cube, man. Um, Yo, Ice Cube. I fuck with Ice Cube because he had that raw potency, like. You feel me? It's not too many niggas that don't give a fuck, but can still, you know, verbally express why they don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Ice was the writer for N.W.A. Like he wrote most of their hits. Yeah, he was definitely the like the lyrics behind all them niggas. And then like out of everybody, you feel me? To go solo, he had like the best career solo. We pray pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like like you said, we keep. I know we keep going back to the Straight Outta Compton movie, but. It, it, it told it showed you everything like the man yeah like fuck he's the reason for the fuck the police you, you saw what happened like he, he got yeah. my nigga ran up in the motherfucking office with a baseball bat yo oh <laughs> man that <laughs> story shit, yo. man I, I just think cube was just ahead of them niggas as far as the way he thought like he he was so smart like he peeped the shit that jerry heller was on yeah. and all that like he nobody else and he was trying to tell niggas like cube was a smart dude like yeah. He he knew what, where it was going to end up, and it ended up exactly like that. And like Q, to me, may be the most prolific lyricist in West Coast rap history. Oh yeah. Be, because and I, I somebody else said that I can't remember who said that recently. Somebody in the interview said that um, you listen to America's Most Wanted, which man, we could use an album like that right about now. Yeah. Yeah, cause I mean I don't know how well it would be perceived, but at that time, you know, there was a lot going on around at that time. You had the the Rodney King shit was going on, and the the, the fucking riots. It was a lot of lot of tension around that time. So I like Ice Cube because he was never afraid to be himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't give a fuck about being politically correct. He said what the fuck he. Wanted. He was political. He was very political. Right, but he wasn't politically correct though. He mm-hmm. said what the fuck he wanted, how the fuck he wanted. You feel me? He was raw and rugged with it. Yeah, I mean like. 
Some of y'all favorite West Coast songs are Ice Cube songs. I know y'all love It Was a Good Day. I, I, I know y'all like all the songs from Friday. I know y'all like Weeby Club because y'all love the Players Club, that movie. So I know y'all like that song. Yeah. Oh, that verse, man. I made a post about that verse one night. One night. Yeah. That's That verse was just nuts. And that's Ice Cube on the back half of his career. Like... But we all obviously know, like, his rap career led to him becoming a big-time actor, doing all these movies, and, you know, so... But he's still, even in the midst of doing all these movies and even kids' movies, like, all we there yet and shit, he still hasn't lost who he is. He could, at any moment, jump on somebody's track and murder them on their shit. You know what I'm saying? I like the one, um, Lottery Ticket. Lottery Ticket. The movie with Bow Wow. What about it? He's in that? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen yeah. that movie. I know Bow Wow's in it and yeah. the other nigga. It's just been so long. Yeah, it's just been so long since I've seen that. But you know, all my all my favorite cute movies are the old shit, all the Friday movies, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Boys, in Boys, Boys in the Hood, yeah. and Player Club, like I mentioned. <laughs> Lisa Ray, Lisa Ray, Lisa Ray. Well, um, yeah, man, Cube's legacy is is. We, we, it's a no-brainer that this this man is a legend for everything that he's done for the influence. For, yeah, Game said that on. I think he said that on Game's Pain, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to be my favorite rapper. Y'all niggas can't tell me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I mean, listen, we it, it needs no explanation. Why? Yeah, none, none whatsoever. Cube is gonna always be mentioned first, one of the first names mentioned when we talk about the true Godfathers, the true legends of West Coast hip hop. Yeah, if there was a Mount Rushmore for uh, West Coast hip hop, he would definitely be one of them. All right. Y'all ready? So, before we get to number one, let's, let's do these um, honorable mentions. Okay. Um, got anybody you would like to honorably mention since they couldn't fit in the list? Uh, honorable mentions. Hmm. I thought E forty in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely E forty. Cause E yeah, forty, he don't put the West on the map, and he got like hella albums. Yeah, a lot. He's definitely a hard worker. This nigga got like thirty albums. Yeah, he don't. He he puts out a lot of music. He just dropped the album last year, bro. This nigga got hella albums though. I mean, yeah, E-40, I mean, I know y'all like to make fun of E-40 because how he rap, but guess what? They said he rapping cursive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but listen, that shit was different, and it and it made him big. Like, he came with something different, one copy, and nobody had his own shit. Yeah, no, like, and shit. nobody, you could never call him a biter off anything. Yeah, it was like he was always inventing some U.S. slang on every fucking album. I'm like, all right. So yeah, that, that is a good honorable mention. Yeah. I, I can... Can't think of one as good as that. I guess you could. Uh, I, I could say the Dog Pound, Dads and Corrupt, but they 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 had their one album, but they normally was just yeah. doing features. They just popped up every now and then. But I mean, it was alright. Yeah, they. I mean, the fact that they came out along with Snoop right. and they all, you know, doing music under Dre, so they 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 get there a little. Sean as well. I'm really procrastinating doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm about to let you take this. So oh. it should be no, it shouldn't be a yeah, no I brainer. Know who it, number one is, it's, man. Like, come on now. If you haven't said his name already, you should know. I think I did say his name already, but. But I'm just saying, niggas already know who number one is, though, y'all. It is indeed Tupac Shakur. The late uh, Tupac Shakur. Yep, and we got. 
got his vinyl sitting up here as well. So, Max, why were you procrastinating getting to this number one yo, Tupac? You know how I feel, yo. I'm, Tell us how you feel. I'm not a huge Tupac fan, yo. Why is that? Huh? Why is that? What, you gonna put me on the spot right now? Well, I mean, you gotta explain something. You ain't gotta go in depth. Just, just, I just briefly. I, well, just, I don't know, yo. I'm just not really a fan of somebody that was born and raised on the East Coast and then all of a sudden repping the whole new coast. But that's a different episode for a different day. We're here to talk about why he's great. Um, but now, the artist, artists coming up, we really mentioned Tupac and Biggie. You feel me? Um, Yes, Leo, we know. I just covered the fact that he wasn't from the West Coast. But he was raised on the West Coast. He released albums on the West Coast. He reps the West Coast. Therefore, he's on this list. And he's number one. Deal with it. I got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. <laughs> but no, um, T-Pop wasn't a bad rapper. Um, he had so much motivation for what he did. And his work ethic was remarkable because he came up um, with Digital Underground. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the, he was a backup dancer for Digital Underground. Yeah, he was he, he like a background dancer, hype man type guy for Digital Underground. But then once Digital Underground shocked Shock D Shock G, once he found out that yeah, this nigga had that. some talent, yeah, yeah he, he like wait a minute, track. we might have something. Let's get him on this track. And, and that was that track. What song was that? Because it was the song where he was dressed in the African gear in the video, and yeah. they had him up on the on the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name, of the, the name of the song. But yeah, that's the song that they let him rap on first, and they was like, you know what, we might have something with yeah. this. We gotta let him do some. More shit. He had so much passion in this shit, yo. Like, you feel me? He he was all about the struggle, and he really loved his mama. You feel me? They had a bit of a complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For anybody that saw all, all Eyes on Me, the movie, and granted, that's a, that also was a movie that wasn't as accurate, but I think they told the relationship between him and his mother kind of perfectly because it was always, you know, he want he was he mad at her for one thing, then he's on the side again. And you know it was always over Gemini money shit. and the fact that he had Gemini, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the fact that they was moving around so much and that was like con- conflicted with him and he couldn't you know really settle anywhere. But once they got to Cali, then that's that's when yes. things clicked for him. Yeah, he blew up. Um, like I said, he don't have a bad project out, and um, he was just really in- influential. You feel me, like. Like I said, like a lot of the younger rappers that come out always, you know, mention Pop and say how great he was. Like even greats that we think are great mention how great Pop was. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. It's just like it's it just it's just it's amazing. This man, he got killed when he was twenty five. You think about everything that he did up until his death. We're talking about all those albums. He did all those movies. He did all all this. You know, this this the social justice speeches. You know, he was very big on that. You know, he he went, he looked out for the black community. He spoke about that. He spoke against that. Yeah. All this shit before the age of twenty. You can't think of nobody else that's had a career like this before twenty five. Nah, really. I, it's it's that's nuts to me that he did so much, and it just showed you like you were talking about the passion he had, and about everything that he did, and for and the passion for his people. Yeah. More importantly. Yeah. And, and that that alone makes him a legend in my eyes. Music aside, like this man wasn't just an artist. This man was an activist. Yeah. That's what he was. Like he he was all about uplifting us, uh, his people. Yeah. You know, Thug Life was just a, a title. You're not gonna mention how you feel me. He 
he started acting like super tough into the juice job, but then he forgot that he wasn't that miserable no more. But you know, <laughs> 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 we gonna leave that out because this is an episode about bigging up the legends. So yeah, I, I mean, that, that we, and he had music songs for every occasion. Like yeah. he made songs, the, the awareness songs, the Brenda's Got a Babies, the Dear Mamas, and yeah. and Keep yeah. Your Head Up. You actually mentioned that's two of my favorites. Um, one of my other favorites is I Get Around, because he had the party joints, too. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He had fun with it. Yeah, yeah, party. So it's like, it's a lot of different things that you can take away from Pac's music, and I think that itself is incredible, because a lot of rappers nowadays are just so focused on one thing, or they have this one lane to where as though you already know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But with Pac, you know, things was a little different, and he always kept you guessing about what he was going to do. So, like, whenever a, a Pac album dropped, you'll hear one song, and you wouldn't even know what the next song would be like, you feel me, because he always kept you guessing. Right, and, like, yeah, yeah, Keep Your Head Up, that's one of my songs to hear. I got Hail Mary and Ambitions as a Rider, and speaking of that song, All Eyes On Me, that's the album that I got sitting up here on the table. You can hear the difference. I think when he signed with Death Row, that uh, his music obviously changed. He started making a lot more aggressive music, a lot more yeah. pa- party music, a lot more, you know, the shit that Suge wanted him to make. He became Eric Bishop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's pretty much. Yeah, like, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. But nonetheless, it, it doesn't change the legacy that that man left behind at, at, in such a short time. It, that, it's incredible. Like, like, like Max was saying, despite your, your feelings towards him, or if you more of a Biggie fan, or you or whichever side of that beef you're going you on, that's a whole another. That's another whole another episode. You can't knock a man's legacy, man. You it's, can't. It's you can't knock that you influence. Fan or not, it's a great legacy. If you're if you're a fan of hip hop, you'll respect his legacy. And what's so you know what this is another thing that that um strikes me because. This proves how much music this man was making. We are to this day still seeing verses pop up from him yeah. that were never released, that are popping on, whether they even just, just showing up anywhere or popping on people's songs that are still dropping albums today. It's like, man, like, how much music did this nigga record that we've never heard these verses? It was definitely a lot. It's, it's insane, man. I, I, I just, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say. We're just never going to see that again. And it, it Sucks. That's once again somebody else that we never, we're never gonna know. What if? What could have been? What if? Yeah, well, you know, but that, but but his the the speculation of his death. We're not even gonna get into that because everybody's got their own theory on that shit. So that's a that's another topic. But definitely, Tupac. It's we're not even gonna argue. I don't know who else is watching the live still, but we're not about (laughs) to argue with you niggas about who's number one. We're just not. Out of respect for pop, you can't do that. But um, damn, time flies. This was a great episode. But um, it's pretty good for our first installment of the series of Good of Coast. the Coast. Yep, and we will be coming back with the South. Or we we'll do? Let's do Midwest next. Right, we can do we'll do the Midwest one next after this one. Um, and once again, to run through this list one more time, number ten is Nipsey Hussle. Number nine, Kendrick Lamar. Number eight, The Game. Number seven, Easy E. Number six, Too Short. Number five, Dr. Dre. Number four, Snoop Dogg. Number three, Ice T. Number two, Ice Cube. And number one is Tupac. There you have it, folks. So, if you disagree, agree, 
Yeah, I mean, drop us a comment and let us know how you feel. Yes, if you are in your Leo mode right now and yeah. you feel like everything we said is total bullshit. We'll definitely get back at you. Yeah, we'll, we'll like, let's talk. Let's discuss it. We're actually going to stay on live after we get off air and then talk some more. So, yeah. um, thank you all for tuning in. I hope we see you all again on the next installment of this series when we talk Midwest. So, all my Chicago people, Detroit people, Cleveland, St. Louis, that whole region, Tune get, in. get ready. Alright. Alright, this is your boy Mike Navarro. Your boy Max A. West. And we out of here. Peace.